Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Back to the Bird, presented by Jagoff Sports. My guest today is a Rochester, PA native who won the 2007 Class AA Pennsylvania State Championship for the 200 and 400 meter dash. But that's not his claim to fame. After high school, he went on to play football at Penn State, where he became the third all-time leading receiver in Nittany Lion history. He then went on to the NFL and played for several teams, including the Pittsburgh Steelers. Please welcome my guest, Derek Moy. Derek, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm all right. I'm glad we could get this interview in. Oh, yeah, man. Without a doubt. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem. So we're from, like, the same area, just separated by about 10 years. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in Beaver, Pennsylvania. You were in Rochester. Uh, what what were you doing like back in the day? Where were you hanging out? What was the thing to do in Rochester, PA? Um, I mean, me and my friends, we were all over. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We were always on our bikes, always obviously playing sports. Um, didn't really matter what football, baseball, basketball, um, hockey, tag, whatever you could think of. I, th- I feel like um, I, in my eyes, that's what all the kids were doing. But, you know, I'm not really sure if that was the case or not. Um, <laughs> You know, but just, uh, I guess, just being a kid and just having fun and um, not having not having too many worries other than, you know, what we're going to do and have fun for the day. Gotcha, gotcha. So playing high school football at that time, about 10 years ago, I believe is around the same time Darrell Rivas was playing. Am I correct in that, in saying that? Yeah, he's, uh, I want to say he's three years older than me. Okay. Now, just knowing how good he was and everything, did you – did you try to like emulate his competitiveness just because you knew who he was or was he just like, Oh, that's Darrell Rebus. He went to Aliquippa. Yeah. I mean, it was more so along those lines. He's, he's, he's Darrell Rebus. And, um, you know, he, he's, you know, being from Beaver, you know, that the guys who go on and have success at high school level, but then go on to have success at the college level and potentially after that, they're, um, you know, they're, they're looked at in a, on a, in a different light than, um, than maybe some other people. So it's pretty cool to have had him, um, be so close and then have the success that he had um, in the NFL, obviously when college and also in the NFL. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you got to check out the other interviews. I interviewed Terry Grissetti. He actually uh, is one of the few people to say that he could, he scored on Darrell Rivas three times in, in a playoff game. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you know who Terry is? Have you guys worked out together before? Cause he had, he owns a uh, Grissetti performance in Newcastle. Sorry, can you say that back? Uh, moving around, I cut off a little bit. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so <laughs> Terry Grissetti, he, uh, is, he's the reason I brought up Darrell Rivas is because he, in a playoff game, he scored against Rivas three times, and he, they grew up together and everything. I was wondering, yeah. did you ever work out with Grissetti at his gym? Yeah, uh, actually, I, was, I, worked out, I actually worked up there for a little bit. Um, oh, really? He, I kind of, when I finished up playing, I wasn't, um, you know, I was kind of looking around, see what some things I wanted to do with different interests, and um, I was able to connect with him and kind of got introduced to to um, to training through him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we can talk about that a little later. Um, let's get into your upbringing. Um, I watched a YouTube 
documentary. It was a short documentary about your childhood. Uh, would you, you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, you had some challenges. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, uh, every, I feel like everyone obviously has challenges. Um, absolutely. You know, when, and, and especially when you're a kid, you don't really know any different. Um, everything, it's just, it's, it's normal to you. Um, you kind of think everybody's going through the same type of things, but, um, you know, as I grow older, I guess I got started to realize a little bit more that maybe, you know, maybe that wasn't, um, everybody's normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, my dad, he, he struggled with, um, being an alcoholic. He, um, he obviously, I mean, obviously, but he, um, you know, he, he, he had some drug issues as well. And, um, you know, just like everybody else, he battled his, his demons. And, um, it was something that, you know, it was, it was tough on our family, but at the same time, you know, it, um, it obviously helped shape to me, shape me into the person that I am today. Um, shape my brother into the person he is in today. He is today. And it's something that, um, you know, through, through every experience, you, there's things to gain from it. And, you know, for myself, it's just, you know, working that much harder to try and be, uh, try and be a good dad, trying to be a good uncle and just be, just be an overall, uh, trying to be a good person and a good man. Um, so, you know, uh, it's something that, um, just trying to learn from and just get better from. Absolutely. I, I have that same philosophy, philosophy in life. Just if you've been through a hard time, you learn from it, you make it better. Exactly. So exactly. I that was, that was a pretty serious, uh, documentary that I watched. But one thing that I thought was pretty funny between you and your brother, your brother was talking about, Oh, we used to fight all the time. He, <laughs> he would, uh, I'd be playing the Super Bowl in Madden and he'd come and turn it off. I think that's how he got his speed. <laughs> so what was that all about? I've, I've been the little brother to accidentally yeah. mess up my brother's game. Why were you messing up your brother's Madden? <laughs> going on to the Super Bowl? What the hell? Yeah, man. I mean, we had a pretty good relationship, but you know, um, that's all the time. Little brother's going to be the little brother. So yeah. <laughs> uh, there was, there was times I just did things to get under his skin and um, you know, but it, uh, <laughs> It's funny looking back at it, but you know, it, it helped shape our relationship and, and you know, put us in the position that we are in today and able to have the relationship we have today. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, man, I, I, um, I was a little brother just like any other little brother at times. Yeah. So, speaking of your relationship with your brother, you both ended up going and playing college football. Was there a bit of a competitiveness? Did you like? You saw him. He he went to WVU, then eventually went to Cal University. Did you try to just kind of – did you use that as motivation to want to go to the next level? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I use it as motivation, but I would never say that. We um, we never really had a competition type thing with each other. Okay. Um, you know, because we're, we're, we're five years apart. Yeah. So so we got that – we got a pretty pretty big gap in between us. So it was more – he was always someone who was uh, like a mentor. Uh, he was like a mentor. Um, and obviously he, he just kind of um, – wanted me to steer me in the right directions um, and learn from some of the mistakes that he made and also learn from some of the positives that he did as well. So it was, it was good to have that relationship with him to somebody that I could always look up to and know that he was in the position that, that I, um, you know, I wanted to get to. Yeah. Um, and he was always good too, man. Cause I was, uh, so I was the manager for, for his high school football teams. Yeah. And, and he made sure that he, uh, he looked out for me and, and, and take, take, yeah, took care of me. That's awesome. So, speaking of high school football, I watched your highlight tape. I was surprised to even find a highlight tape because back then, I don't, not a lot of people were smart enough to do that. 
find a highlight or make their highlight tape, put it up on YouTube. You yeah. did. So I was yep. watching it and you just, you're, you're a skinnier guy, but you're built, but you still looked like a man amongst boys. What was it like playing <laughs> high school football in Western Pennsylvania? Uh, it was fun. You know, it's, it, you know, it's Friday nights. Um, Friday night shut down, uh, especially, you know, Beaver County, the football, the football tradition there is, uh, is very rich. Absolutely. So, I, I would, um, I would compare it to like Texas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a very rich tradition and to be a part of something like that is, uh, is special. Yeah. And, um, so for me, I mean, having the bill, I, I, when I went to college, everyone always says, Oh man, like, you know, how many yards did you have in, in receiving yards in high school? I was like, you know, I primarily play running back. Yeah. <laughs> and they're always like, Oh, you play running back. You're, you're, you're six, five. And then it's just, um, you know, it's one of those things. If you, if you grew up and you played at Rochester, um, if you were a good athlete, you, you were going to be a running back. Yeah. Um, so, and it's kind of, it's kind of like now if, if you're, you know, if, if you're in a spread system, um, you're going to play receiver. It doesn't really matter what your attributes are. You're just, that's where they're putting athletes at. Yeah. I would say that um, a lot of high schools in Western Pennsylvania, unless you've got someone who's gifted with an arm, the biggest guy and the most athletic guy is going to be your running back. doesn't matter if he, he's seven foot tall and can moss everybody. Exactly. He's going to be the running back. <laughs> exactly. It, I, it's, especially us. We played a uh, – we ran a T, a T offense. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you also played other sports, obviously. Like I mentioned, you were a track star. What – would you say football was your first love and only love, or did you love playing every sport? Which one was your favorite? Um, you know, I was always just an like an athlete. Um, yeah. I, I was always an athlete, you know. Um, as I said, going back to my childhood, like we, you know, we would play football, baseball, basketball, hockey. We would do it all that one day. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, for me, it wasn't really, I guess, one thing over the other. Um, but I will say, you know, if I, if I had to pick one, um, as a favorite, I'd probably say basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always thought, you know, when I was young, I always thought I was going to be a basketball player. Um, and I, I, I think I put it, I don't know. I think I was good enough to, Yeah. but you know, it's, it's kind of going back to the one thing like, um, you know, Western Pennsylvania to where, um, being a Rochester high school, being in a small school, being, um, a good athlete, you get pushed into football and then you get that the interest starts coming from colleges. It's like, okay, yeah. So not screw basketball, but you know, yeah. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my focus on football. Yeah. I feel like uh, I've talked to my friends about this. If you're, if you're good at football, but you love other sports, it doesn't matter. You're pressured. You're almost pressured into playing football at the next level. Would you agree with that? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I would hundred percent would agree with that. You know I mean? Yeah. It's, it's changing a little bit now just because of the specialization and things like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, you still see guys that are, doing really well in basketball and starting to get um, college interest. And then there's people pulling them aside. Like, you know what, if you play football, you could do this and you could do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about your recruiting process. Um, did you have anybody else other than Penn State looking at you at the time? Yeah, so um, I got – so Pitt was my first offer when I was a sophomore. Okay. Um, and then from there, I, I started – the recruiting process started to pick up for me a little bit. I think I ended the process with, um, with 15 total offers. And um, it came down to me for – it came down to Pitt, Penn State, and Boston College. Okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I really liked um, 
I wanted to have the opportunity to visit Boston College, but their their coach he he actually the week I was scheduled to to, uh, to visit there he took another job I think in North Carolina State. Okay. So um, that took them off the list for me, and then it came down to Pitt and Penn State, and you know, obviously both hometown schools, and um, for me it was just one of those things that I think that both schools um, I liked both of them so much, but they were they were just so different. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I think for me, I love the coaching staff at Pitt that was there, Coach Wanstat and his staff. They they probably recruited me the hardest of anybody. Uh, not probably, they definitely recruited me the hardest of anybody. They yeah, had, Wanstat liked his backyard there. Yeah. Uh, you know, weekly they had two, three coaches in my school. Um, and Wanstat was, you know, nine times out of the ten, he was one of the three. Um, so it was hard to tell them no. Um, you know, but for me, I just I, – I personally wanted more of a um, – a campus atmosphere to where, uh, for, for my college experience, and, yeah, yeah. you know, have it being, uh, being able to go to Penn state and be a part of the tradition there, um, you know, play, have an opportunity to play for coach Paterno and also having the opportunity to play in front of 110,000 fans on a weekly basis. It's just something that, um, it's tough to say no to. Yeah, I, I agree. So you mentioned Joe Paterno. I, <laughs> I watched an interview that you did, um, after one of your big games and, the guy interviewing you, he had said um, something along the lines, in 20 years when someone asks you what it's like to play for Joe Paterno, how would you describe it? Well, I'm going to ask you about 12 years early. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like playing for Joe Pa? Um, I mean, I think it, it was it was one of those experiences, I think at the time you're like complaining about it and like <laughs> um, maybe a little bit mentally frustrated over it. Um, but, you know, you look back and, and a lot of the things that he did then um, make sense now. Yeah. And I think that's something that comes obviously with um, with maturity, um, you know, and, and also sometimes just uh, not being able to put, put your ego aside when you're when you're that age. Um, you know, but a lot of the rules that he had and a lot of just the way that he ran his program um, was was really trying to set you up for life. Um, yeah. And like I said, at that at that age they can tell you that and they could preach it and they could just, uh, you're just like, man, I want to have fun. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're, you're not, you're not, you know, it's a lot of times just going in, in, in one ear and out the other. So, yeah. <laughs> um, like, the, like the no facial hair rules, like no earrings, not allowed to wear hats. Yeah. You know, if you're not, um, 15 minutes early or late, like those are things that you, you, I can, I can see now how they relate to being an adult. Yeah. Um, but at the time I just, you know, <laughs> at the time you're 18 20 18 between what 18 21 years um, old you're just like i just want to have fun <laughs> exactly exactly no but but it was a great experience i mean um just being able to be around somebody um you know of his pedigree yeah. and um be, being able to be around somebody that had the knowledge that he has and um you know just the type of person that he was you know i mean i think he he's somebody obviously he he was in his mid eighties when, uh, when I was there and, um, his memory was, was, uh, was insane. You know, I, yeah. there are stories of him just, uh, talking to recruits that talking to players from other teams that he, he recruited and names and their grandparents' names and, you know, checking in oh, on wow. them, seeing how, how they were doing. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You mentioned. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. So, because like, because you, you, you you forget a lot. You forget a lot of times just that you forget a lot of times that um 
you know, you develop a lot of, you develop a relationship with these coaches and they, and the coaches develop relationships with the families that um, a lot of times it ends up being somewhere, something that um, I'm not saying you keep in contact with them on a steady basis, but they, you, check um, in, yeah. you know, you check in and you remember them pretty well. My, um, my mom actually, she, she works at the airport for TSA and um, she said anytime the coach wants that would come through, like she would, he would always stop by and ask her how she was doing and, um, things like that. And I think that that's something that says a lot about people. That's awesome. So what, if you had to pick one thing, what's your favorite part about, what was your favorite part about playing for Penn State? Was it playing in Beaver Stadium? Was it your teammates? What was it about the whole experience that you think stands out the most? Um, I, I mean, just, it's tough. I mean, I would say definitely the, the, sta the stadium for sure. The stadium for sure. Yeah. Um, the stadium would definitely be the, the best part about it. But I mean, I would say a, a close second would just be um, just, the, just the tradition that is involved with being a part of Penn State football. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that, I think that's something that uh, you, you can only get at very few places, in my opinion. Gotcha. So have, I, I've been to Penn State, not as a student, obviously. I went, I went to D3 school. Uh, but my friends went to Penn State, um, and I've been there before. And I'm just wondering, have you ever had any wild nights at Champs? See, Champs wasn't really a thing when I was in school. Really? Okay, okay. That's interesting. Like, well, it, well, don't give me, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say it wasn't a thing, but it was just like a restaurant. Like, it wasn't like okay. the spot to be at. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, yeah, we, we, we were always at the, at the Lions Den. The Lions Den, okay. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so there was some, definitely some good times there. Yeah, you don't want to go in depth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where do I start at, man? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What first time you stepped in? What's like, what happened? What was like? Okay, this is why we go to the lines then. <sighs> <I mean, laughs> Loaded. Yeah, crack, man. I, I so I, I <laughs> yeah, it's like so. I mean, I, I guess I'll say. Um, Cause, cause there's like at Penn State, I guess there's like levels, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, to where when you're when you're when you're 18, freshman, sophomore, you can't really get into the bars. Um, yeah. It's one it's one thing that they I feel like they do a pretty good job of. Um, well, at least they did when I was young. But I'm, and also I wasn't necessarily trying to get in either because we were having such a good time at the at the frat parties as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what I mean. I mean, at that point in time, we were having a great time at the frat parties, and you know, a lot of those frat parties having an opportunity being a part of the football team um you almost felt like the, the you were a part of some of the fraternities the way that they treated you yeah um so so there were some good times um some really good times there and then moving on obviously to the next level that's where that's where the lions then started at yeah <laughs> and there were there was some there was there were some good times there i mean i can't think of you know anything necessary specific and everything <laughs> runs together but um yeah, there's some there's some good times. Yeah, hey, sure. I understand. I'm starting to feel the same way. Like I have I had Snapchat when I was in college and my friends are sending me memories and stuff. And I'm like, I do not remember that. Okay. <laughs> like, don't show anybody else that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Yeah, man. That's what um, Facebook, Snapchat, the oh, all these yeah. memories, man, are ca catching people. Yep. <laughs> it's catching up to everybody, man. Um, so you ended your college career as one of the best receivers in your school's history. Um, but you ended up going undrafted. What was that experience like, knowing that you accomplished so much in college, but you weren't drafted? 
Um, I mean, it was definitely, it was, it was tough. And it was something that I, um, you know, I, I felt that I was going to be drafted, but I also had to be real with myself. And I knew that I didn't perform to the level that I could and um, sh probably should have my senior year. Um, I think my senior year, uh, my senior year was definitely the worst year statistically and also just performance wise of, of my, um, like my three year starting, my three year starting. Yeah. And um, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, it, it happened. It didn't go the way it wanted to. Um, but um, I still had an opportunity to um, be a part of a team, which a lot of people don't get. And yeah. I had, um, you know, still, still had an opportunity to prove myself. Yeah. So you ended up uh, getting signed by the Dolphins first. Um, you didn't spend too much time there, I don't think. And then you end up going to New Orleans, spent a little bit of time there, but then you eventually get picked up by your hometown Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. What was that feeling like? I'm sure your family was excited. What, what were your emotions towards it? I mean, I was, I was obviously, I was very excited. I mean, to go back, you know, with the Dolphins, I, I, I kind of, you said I wasn't there very long. I got, I got a taste of what the business side of the NFL is pretty, pretty early into it. Yeah, And then, you know, going to the Saints, like I was there for training camp. And then, um, like, that was kind of the first time that, you know, I was uh, away from football, really, not not by my choice. Okay. And, yeah. you know, have an opportunity to be, uh, you know, be away from football for, I think it was like a month or two. Um, you know, just really, it really um, gave me perspective on some things that I needed to work on. And um, so then having an opportunity to sign with the Steelers was just like, it was obviously it was a dream, dream come true. Um, and it was, it was a dream come true. And then it was, it was like a perfect storm for me because, um, you know, I wasn't with anybody else. And if I could have, if, if I could have handpicked the team, I would like have liked to play for, um, it obviously would have been the Steelers. Yeah. So I ask everybody this, that has like an experience with an athlete or an organization, were you starstruck at all? Like, obviously it's a business and it's your job, but were you like, Oh, holy shit. That's big Ben. Like I just caught a pass from big Ben. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> nah, I mean, I don't necessarily know if I would use the term starstruck, but I mean, I definitely um, was, I definitely was, was, uh, you know, on edge and knew, and knew that the guys that I was around, um, yeah. you know, just being walking by a big band in the hallway and, you know, just like having them say what's up to me is just like, it's one of those things that's like kind of surreal, um, especially, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh, he, he, you know, when he won Super Bowls that I, that obviously I was cheering for him for. Yeah. Um, so it was one of those things is like, it, it was, it was a cool experience and it was, um, you know, one of those things where I just kind of had to take a step back and like, dang, you know what, this, this is real. Yeah. So take us through your first touchdown reception. It was Monday night football. I believe it was against the Bengals. What was that experience? Like, you know, you're playing for your hometown team, you're playing the rival, you score to help the team succeed. What what are the emotions? What what was the play call? What let's go, take us through the whole thing? Yeah, I mean it was um, it, it was pretty cool just because I I had that's the only play I even played that whole game. Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't play I didn't play a play before, <laughs> and I didn't play one after it. Um, and you know I, Emmanuel Sanders he um so we we had been working on running that like a fade ball the whole the whole week, uh you know yeah. we got into the red zone, um, and Emmanuel. He, he caught a slant, I believe it was, and he ran it down to, like, the inch yard line. Um, and literally, uh, so we caught a timeout, and I was 
I didn't, I don't really know why, but I was just thinking, you know, all right, I think we're, I think I'm going to end up going in. And um, I think Ben in the huddle, he actually, he said, you know, let's run, let's run the fade to, uh, to Moy. And obviously we ended up running it. And before the play, he told me, you know, he said like, I'm, I'm coming to you regardless. So you better catch it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, when, when, when you're in my position, uh, you know, being a, a last guy in the roster and then you have the, the franchise player, the uh, franchise quarterback telling you better catch the ball. I mean, you better catch the ball. Yeah, you better catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Dude, that's going to be an awesome experience just for him to say that, like, hey, you better catch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and like, the play is set up – actually, it gets set up perfect because um, – so, first, I had I had Leon Hall on me who was – he's he's a pretty small corner. Yeah. And um, But I also think he's pretty smart as well. And – um, I think the week before we ran a play to where like we ran a slant and ran a pick for the inside receiver. So he jumped right inside and like, I didn't even hear they have to give him a release. And yeah. you know, Ben just, Ben just kind of put the ball exactly where it needed to be. And um, I guess my, my part was, uh, was pretty easy. That's awesome. But yeah. But, but what, but what? Nah, man, but I was definitely hyped about it. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it was, it, it was one of those things that like, you know, cause we ended up losing the game. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, that's the most important thing, but it was one of those things. But hey, you had that, the only touchdown that game, so you got that. Yeah, but it, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was one of those things, like, like for the first time, probably, like, we lost the game, but, like, I'm inside, and I'm kind of, like, holding my smile in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm trying to yeah, get yeah. away from people. To the... <laughs> uh, so, you spend about two years with Pittsburgh, and then you end up going to Tennessee, and you were there for, I believe you were there for two years, am I correct, or no? No, I was only in ten. I was only in Tennessee for uh, a season, I believe. Okay, so what was that experience like being in Tennessee with the Titans? Uh, I mean, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all right. Um, yeah. Was Jeff Fisher still the coach at the time? No, it was um, Ken Wisenhunt. Oh, okay. So what was it like playing for Wisenhunt? I mean, he he was he was a star coach in Pittsburgh. Then he goes to Arizona. What's it What's it like to yeah. play for him? Yeah, I mean, he was, he's a good coach, um, and, and yeah, he's definitely a good coach. I just think that, you know, from my experiences and, and being with different teams and specifically being with the uh, Titans, it, it's a lot different from being in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know that they've made a lot of – they've made a lot of different organizational changes, so I'm not sure. You know, I don't know what it's like there now. But when I was there, um, like I said, it was just a lot different from being in Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh is, is one of those places that um, I think with – around the league is pretty well known that it's one of the top organizations to be a part of. And, um, you know, it's not, a, that's not a lie. Like that's, that's, that's just the way they run things. And that's, um, so being a part then going to Tennessee, uh, it was just different. Yeah. So after you leave Tennessee, what, what are your next steps? Were you looking to get onto another team or were you like, okay, let's look at some other options? You know what? I mean, at that point in time, it was, for me, it was like a little bit um, of a not sure phase, you know? Okay. Uh, I wasn't really sure. So I think I, I initially, um, initially I wanted, I wanted to, and then I went for through periods of where I didn't want to. And then, um, you know, I, it was, I was just kept going back and forth with it. Um, you know, but I, I obviously I was remaining to c continuing to work, um, continuing to try to be ready for, for an opportunity. Um, but, you know, it never actually ended up coming about with the team. So, um, you know, I, it, it was one of those things for me that it, it was tough. It, Obviously, the, my career didn't end up the way that I wanted it to, yeah. um, you know, but at the same time, I'm, I'm thankful 
and um, I'm very uh, I feel very blessed to have the opportunity to you know have have lived out a, a childhood dream of mine. Yeah, absolutely. So you had mentioned earlier that um, you actually worked with Terry Grissetti at his performance center. Um, did that yeah. help you make a decision on what you wanted to do with your next career move? Yeah, it did. Yes, um, for sure. I mean, I, I, I love staying in shape myself yeah. um, and, and being involved in fitness and being involved in fitness um, personally. Um, and also, you know, enjoy it to try to have an impact on, on, uh, on, on kids as well. So I think it was one of those things that it, um, it made sense for me. Um, you know, but at the same time, man, I mean, shoot, it, it's not, it's not easy. Um, it's, it's not easy, you know, necessarily making that transition a lot of times from being a professional athlete, um, into what you want to do for, for, for the rest of your life, you know, yeah. because, uh, you put so much time, you put so much energy and you put so much effort in towards, um, you know, being singularly, singularly focused on one thing for however long of your life. And, you know, when you have to, to change that focus, it, um, it, it gets difficult at times. Yeah. So when did you start getting into um, coaching high school? Um, I believe you coached for Alquipa. I know you were the head coach of Western Beaver last yep. year. So how did that come about? How did that opportunity yeah. come to you? Yeah, so, I mean, I just um, – I was working some – I had some training some kids down at um, in Alquipa. And um, one of the – kids who, who I trained had a relationship with uh, Coach Warfield or his uncle had a relationship with Coach Warfield and he just um he just reached out to me and asked if it could be something I'd be interested in and um you know it was at the time so so I uh you know I hopped on board with that and you know it was a great experience for me being able to be around um such a good group of athletes and then such a good group of kids as well and um being able to uh being able to try to pass along some of the information and some of the skills that I was able to pick up along the way. And then from there, um, you know, an opportunity came up to be the head coach. Um, I had a, so coach Matza, Ryan Matza, who's the athletic director there. He was a, um, he was a coach, one of my coaches when I was in high school. Yeah. We're, and, we're talking about um, Western Beaver now. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they, they reached out to me. There was a position that was open and, um, and I, excuse me, I obviously ended up taking the position and, um, you know, I, I did, I coached there for last year. I'm not coaching there any longer. It's just one of those things for me that I, I enjoyed it. And I um, love uh, being around football and trying to, like I said, once again, trying to have an impact and, and uh, working with working with the youth. But it just wasn't the right time for me, I guess, to be a head coach. Um, so it was okay. something I felt like I needed to step away from. Gotcha. Now, another opportunity that I feel like in my thought process is, oh, maybe he would want to do this is uh, – Okay, so your former former teammate at Penn State, Matt McGloin, he ended yeah. up going to the XFL. Was that something that yeah. came across your mind that you might have wanted to do? Nah. No, not at all. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, when um when I finished up playing, I I thought about potentially doing the Canadian League, and um obviously I did, I didn't end up pursuing it, but it was something that that crossed my mind. And the XFL and the AFL weren't around at that point in time. Yeah. Um. But I think by the time that by the time the XFL and by the time the um, AFL were, were coming around, um, you know, I felt like that I'd just been away from football too long. That um, I've been away from football too long and and um, had mentally moved on from it as well. Gotcha. Okay. So do you you said you're working with the youth now? What are you? What is your 
career now? What are you doing? So I have a, a training business myself. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. And I primarily uh, hey, do plug speed. it, plug it, plug away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, it's just more sports training. That's all it is. Um, but no, so I, I mean, I do primary speed agility. Um, you know, it is funny because I, I came out and I thought I was going to work with, you know, football players. I thought a lot of like, you know, football players are going to be knocking down my door to be working with me. Um, but you know, it's kind of funny. I work with a lot of baseball players. So, oh wow, um, nice. and and yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 one of those things where the, the 60, 60 yard dash right now is um is something that uh, I guess the baseball community. I shouldn't say that the baseball community is holding in pretty high regard. So it's um and a lot of those kids who play baseball, they um they don't focus very much on running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. I was a yeah, baseball so. player as well. I didn't focus on running. I was like, I'm going to sit here and yeah, I'll catch yeah, the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. skill involved in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so is that, uh, is that what you're aiming to do now is basically just build your um, training uh, facility? Yeah. Or is there something yep. else in the future for yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what's in the, that's what's gonna be in the future for me. Um, okay. You know, I'm not sure about. There's other things that I want to be involved in, um, you know, but just kind of let them things play out a little bit right now. That's awesome. So, do you have uh, any social media for your uh, training? Like, do you have a Instagram, Twitter? I just do my. Nah, I mean, I just do my personal. Um, okay. My personal social media, and really, I just use uh, what, Emoy Six. That's my Instagram. Yeah, hey, everybody go follow Demoy6 right now. Follow our guy. <laughs> All man, right, I appreciate man. it. Yeah, hey, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, it's great talking to you. Great talking to a local legend, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.